All power and glory go to God. All greatness is from God. When a hero stumbles, well, the cowards rejoice. Nothing feels better to a coward than to watch a brave guy fall. Got a story that's behind his tricks And every GM got a story that's behind his picks And when you listen, pay attention to the details You can hear the ocean when you listen to the seashells A newborn taught me wisdom that college couldn't And college taught me how to talk more because I wouldn't Words are sharper, they can reshape your disposition Give out love and don't worry about your acquisitions too worried about the conflict that you pension, but your team is too much for you to carry in your own division. Palms is itching, about to run into some money next. Lord made me slow it down, cause I was surely missing steps. You will step into my goals. Man, New Ginobili, can't nobody hold me. I need change like a gentrified neighborhood, but money ain't the only thing that can keep me straight for good. Bread alone is only good for the physical. Better make sure your soul's attached to your backbone. Verses for your vertebrae, chapters for your shoulder blades, books for my mental state, and letters on my dinner plate. You consume by what you consume, and the fumes from social media can mess up your cool. Clickbait on the internet can ruin your food. But depression ain't hashtag mood. I wanna see the moon when I stare up at the constellations to connect the dots. Vision's very clear, make moves, connect the plots. And return all the earnings to my family. Prayers for my health and for my sanity. Yo, 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 we back again. KRSM 98.9 every Monday morning from 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. We got Sid Linus in the house. What's good, Sid? Man, I'm chilling, man. I'm chilling. I'm doing good, man. How you doing? Doing doing amazing, man. We got we got we got some we got some great great things to talk about. Uh you you got your you got your coffee, man? You don't got your coffee. I got my tea. Oh, you! Oh, you I drink tea. tea? I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, yeah. I, yo, yo, I've been drinking that. Um, is a is a pumpkin spice nitro and pumpkin spice joint at uh at Caribou. Like them joints is amazing. Hey, yo, pumpkin spice. Uh, you know that's that's that that's that autumn that fall. They always bring it. You know, out. right, right, right. I, I get it early too. Yeah. I get it real early. Yeah, it's, it's too yo, hot. It's, it's still too hot for me to go ahead and uh. Get the pumpkin spice uh, uh, already. It's too hot. Yeah. Oh, oh, you don't do that yet. What, I wait. What, what I, you do that? I, I wait till at least I see some brown leaves. You know what I'm saying? A good amount of brown oh. leaves. You know what I'm saying? Falling. Then I go ahead and uh, I can go ahead and get that. We we got some, shoot. I got some brown leaves in my yard. Dang, you you need to come rake. You need to come rake them up. Yeah, right. <laughs> 
Yo, but uh, yeah. uh, later on in this episode, we interview Paris Denard. Uh, you probably know him wow. from CNN. He's been on um, many different platforms, uh, Fox News. You you see him everywhere. Um, uh, he, he works for uh, for the GOP, high up. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. So we're gonna talk to him about a lot of the stuff that's going on, um, especially about um, about uh, you know the job that Joe Biden uh, is doing uh, as the president, um, and then a lot of these lockdowns, and then also about like what what is the GOP doing to uh, you know have outreach with the black community. And that, that's what right. the, uh, the the main um, the main thing we're gonna uh, talk about. Go ahead. Right, and we uh, and and it's so crazy how um, uh, how we got to tell them the story on how we uh, how we actually got in contact with them. Um. So we um. So what actually happens? Well, is that we um we were at CPAC and uh, and uh, uh, us uh, us in Paris we was staying in the same hotel. So we actually get downstairs getting food, and then we uh, saw him sitting down or whatever. And so I was like, "Yo, you know what? Actually, because actually, the day before I saw him at CPAC. So when I saw him downstairs at our hotel, I was like, "Yo, I'm gonna go ahead and talk to him." So I, I went ahead and talked to him, and I was like, "Yo, we have a, um, a radio show that we would love to have you on," and uh, and uh, he, uh, he found a card uh, to give me, and I gave him my card, and then we just um, started exchanging. Um, um, you know, communication since then. It's been about a, it's been almost two months in this, well, since we've been right. at CPAC, but we was finally uh, able to make it happen. And uh, I really appreciate everybody. Yeah. Great guy, great yeah. guy. We got a great interview uh, uh, coming up, uh, and and, uh, and we know our, our listeners uh, love what he has to say. Yes, and, and let me just say his, his so his title is is the RNC National Spokesperson. And director of Black Media Affairs, so that's that's his the name, that's right. his title. But he'll explain everything like that coming up later on in the interview. All right, yeah. So we so we got uh we was at the shoot we did we did some more work this weekend, man. This weekend uh, uh, on Saturday we actually talked to um we went to the State Fair. State Fair, yep. We went to State Fair and we and we we went there to to have a conversation with uh dr scott jensen and uh, uh uh he's running for he's running for the governor of minnesota 2022 and we we had last week we had him on we had him on uh a few weeks back so we uh stopped by the booth and uh the fair was a, the, the fair was amazing you know it, i mean it got rained out it ended up being rained out Yes, but, but it, it's it's so crazy because we didn't know what to expect because of uh, COVID, right? You know, like last year it was shut down because of COVID, and then this year it was. Um, they they said it was a go. They said it was a go. A little later, they said it was a go, but after that, uh, the Delta virus start coming through, and we thought we didn't know what to expect, you know. But when we walked in. It seemed like a lot of people. You know, I didn't see that many people wearing masks. Did you? I saw people wearing masks, but I didn't see that many people wearing masks. No, there, there wasn't a lot of people wearing masks. Uh, but but I, w- I will say I did think that um, that it was a little because usually on Saturdays at the, at the fairs, 
it, it's, yeah. it's usually shoulder to shoulder <clears throat> a lot. You know what I'm saying? So I, I thought it was it, right, usually right. a lot more people there. But uh, I felt like it was a. Uh, did you did yeah. you think the rain had anything to do with that? That people knew it was going to rain? No, no. I, I I definitely think that the rain in uh, the weather uh, this past weekend definitely had something to do with the numbers. But I, I do still think that um, that uh, it's still a little bit um, got to do with COVID. I think I think I think some people have opted out, and it's like yo, they're going to wait another year before they go out there. E- even the lady who um, house we parked our car at, she was even saying that she she doesn't think she's gonna uh, <laughs> gonna go this year, go this year. Should we should we should we talk about that? <laughs> nah, we ain't got to. We we had a yeah okay. All right, we ain't gonna talk about that. It was just a weird story, a weird story we had about uh, uh, parking. You know, uh, it, it, it was just a, a weird. Okay, you everybody. I ain't gonna tell the whole story, but anybody in Minnesota, uh, when you go down to the state fair, we got people whose houses. They they make money. They make money by, they make money by uh, 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 getting like you could park in their yard. You could park in their uh, uh, lawn. You could park park in their parking spots and stuff like that. You know, that's just that's just what it is. And people make a lot of money by charging forty dollars, thirty dollars, something like that. But we ran into just to a weird situation. We turned the corner and then we see these people, and it would just. A weird interaction. Like I didn't even know if I was gonna have my car uh, when I got back. And it's so crazy because when we when I actually got back at the end of the day, we didn't see our car. But it was just a misunderstanding. And well, you we you had to give up. So, you had to give up your keys when you parked the car. You had to give them give them your yeah, keys. Yeah, 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 yeah. So so normally you could take your keys, but these people asked for my keys. So I gave the people my keys. Uh, I mean. It were it worked out. It worked. It, it, it happened to work out. It worked out you know? great. But just when we turned that corner <laughs> to come back to the car, we didn't see it, and so we, and we like, didn't see it. We were we was like, oh man, I knew they got me. <laughs> but we actually found the lady. Yeah. Um. So okay. So so back to the back to the state fair again. Um. Yeah. We we met a lot of great people. We was at Dr. Scott Jensen. Uh. Uh, booth made a lot of met a lot of great people. We had a lot of great conversations. Um, we talked a lot. We talked a lot of politics. Um, yeah, it, it was just it was just a real good time. It was a real good time. Um, we met a lot of people too. Met just a lot of uh, you know just people at the fair. We you know we 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 talked to at the booth, um, and then we actually did a, a video with Dr. Scott Jensen that was. Um, that was about dads and their concern with their kids uh, wearing masks in school and how um, a lot of parents are actually looking to take their kids out of, uh, you know, public schools and put them in uh, maybe some other different schools because um, we don't know the long-term effect that masks are going to have on kids wearing it for that long in a day. And then also um, the interactions um, of, of kids uh, interacting with other people who got masks on, you can't see their facial expressions and everything like that. So uh, there's a good amount of parents uh, who are looking to put their kids in some sort of private school or some sort of uh, some other alternative. And so we just made a video about our concerns with Dr. Scott Jensen, and he posted it up on his um, Instagram and uh, and uh, Facebook and Twitter uh, that same evening. Hmm. And yeah, it, it, it was. 
how, how can I, uh, the the spirit of the volunteers and the spirit of everybody who was coming up to uh, Dr. Scott Jensen's booth was was amazing. I, and that now, <clears throat> did you see the other booth? It was another booth not too far down. Did you, you, you see the one I'm talking about? The one it had like dump walls or something like that. It had no, I didn't see that one. I, I, I thought what, you t- what, what, what booth are you talking about? I, I just saw like a DFL booth that had like a pictures of uh, of like Tim Walls and like um, Keith Ellison and like Amy Klobuchar and stuff like that. It was a real real big booth, but it was nobody was there. <laughs> just be honest, well, nobody was at the booth. You know what I'm saying? But I didn't see the other Dump Walls bo- uh, booth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was it was a uh, it was a it was a booth that it was like, uh, I'm trying to figure out. It was kind of like a no mask mandate, no vaccine oh, mandate. Oh, oh it, was, it was like a union booth or something like that. It was like a union. Something like that. Yeah, it was yeah. blue. It was kind of blue. Yeah, yeah okay, yeah, I did yeah, see that. Like, yeah. Okay, yeah. And then it had yeah. shirts that had dump walls and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and yeah, and, and I'm sitting here thinking, I'm like, is the energy that much on the side of Dr. Scott Jensen? Is see, that energy... But or 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 was it just the state fair? Or is the state? I, I think the state fair leans more to conservative. I think, but I see. I, I but I think a lot of liberals do come there. But I think when I think when I think of state fairs, and I think of like horses, uh, like you know, like barns and, and you know the the yeah, the, yeah. that type of element, no no, no you, know? you thinking of you uh, right right but you thinking of like a county fair you thinking of like you know what i'm saying you thinking of like a county right, right, fair right. like 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 if there was like a Waseca fair okay you know what i'm saying like like, yeah, like yeah, yeah. I, uh i get that but what I'm, but, but what i'm saying is this like the state fair like all like like to me every to, minnesota has probably the best and I heard like Iowa too, but they have like the best like state fairs in the country. You know what I'm saying? So right. this, so with this state fair, it's like I feel like everybody comes to it. You know what I'm saying? Whether you liberal or Democrat, whatever, everybody comes to it. And and, and like I say, I, I know that Minnesota is is liberal, but you know Republicans have won. You know what I'm saying? Uh, 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 sometimes in in in, uh, in Minnesota, and I think. Um, Tim Walls is in for like a real, real, real fight. I, 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 I mean, he, it's going to be close, we, man. Know, it's going to be close. Okay, but you know, we we've seen a lot of stuff that seemed like the other candidate was doing a, a heck of a job. Then they actually go against the established candidate, and then we really see that is that that it, it was a blowout. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah, this is different though, man. The stakes is high. The stakes is high because I, because I feel like not even everybody who called themselves liberal um before COVID is even down with the, the restrictions and mandates. I right. think a lot of these restrictions and mandates are causing a lot of liberals and the and the um, defund the police uh, aspect of it, I think it's causing a lot of people who at one time considered themselves liberal to be like, "Hey, you know what? I'm a vote for this guy." Because because even what I said at the booth, I said we all have many different topics. 
you know what I'm saying, we will we'll vote on or not vote on or, or big topics for us or whatever. You know what I'm saying, with a lot right. of black people, I know with, you know reparations may come up with certain people, maybe abortions, different topics come up. But I think when you just think about the topic of vaccine mandates and mask mandates and lockdowns, I think COVID-19 and the way it's handled has like almost single-handedly trumped any other topic during this, um, you know what I'm saying, uh, during this cycle. And right, so, so, I, right, I, right, right. so I think a lot of people are going to vote solely on that topic. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I think so too. Cause that, that's a that's a big topic. That's a big topic. Yeah. You know, like I mean, some some people got businesses, some people got businesses, and they don't want to be locked down. You know, they don't want to have mandates. They they think it'll hurt their business. So, yep. Uh, we, we'll see. Kara Sim, ninety eight point nine. We got Paris Sonar coming up. Yo, 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 yo. We back again. Kara Sim, ninety eight point nine. Um, we, we back. We back with said lines. We, we we talking about. We was talking about the state fair. I want to. I want to hop subjects, man. I want to. I want to hop subjects. Go ahead. Because this weekend, something finally finally dropped. Everybody, what everybody's been waiting for. Now, Kanye West's new album Donda finally dropped, and and I and I knew he would drop on a Sunday. That's that's his. That's his style. That's his, yeah, this is this is his new style now. He drops on Sundays, you know. Right. Um, let me ask you something. How do you feel about the album? Man, Donda. So so first listen, first listen. There's so much I have to uh there's so much unpack still. Yeah, so much I have to unpack from the album. But uh uh um um the sound of it. I, I get I get why he's doing the uh, Balenciaga all black because the music sounds all black. You know what I'm saying? It has okay. that sound to it. Um, so I think it's a really good album. I, I, like I say, I I, I I give it a four point five. Maybe you toggle between four and four point four point five. I gotta listen to it again because um, I only listened to it all the way through once. Um, but I really, I really like the album. I, I would say, I would say early, early in the album. I would say one through ten, I kind of felt like, um, it was cool. Like it was cool. You know what I'm saying? And it was I, too young. Was it? Yeah. It could have been. It could have. It could have been. It could have been. Be, uh, right. be, be, because it, and, and even with this whole album, this whole album is not. Um, it's not like lyrical. You get You're what right. I'm saying? You no. get what I'm saying? It, 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 it's, it's, yeah. not, it, it's not lyrical. So it's like, so so it's like I have to make sure, I have to make sure that I don't. Let, 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 me, let, go ahead. let me interrupt you. Let me, let me interrupt you. <clears throat> okay. So I get that. This album is, it's so crazy. This album is, so it, it's, it's like almost the same and reverse of Nas album. It's like, okay, no, well, not, 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 okay. What I meant, they both got off to a similar start. Right. You know, and then they all go strong after that. Yep. Okay. Now, Nas album, you know, Nas delivered what Nas delivers. 
you know, and I think what Kanye, I think what Kanye did was he, he, um, it was more about the music. It was more about the, the, the music, you know, and what you, and what you feel, you know, and the chorus and the whatever, more than it was about the actual, like, lyrics that were said in it. You know what I mean? Like, Absolutely. You, you know, because through the first listen, nothing really, like, stands out lyrically. But it's like you still know what the actual song was about for some reason. And that's crazy how music worked like that. You know what I mean? Right, 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 right. And that's what I was about to say. I, I was about to say, I, I don't want to judge it. I, I don't want to judge it necessarily on it, on it not being like like lyrical because right. because I don't think that was what he was necessarily going for. I think what he right. was going for was that was like the overall feel of it. You know what I'm saying? Like 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 right. like pretty pretty much is like is like some things some things you make in the art world, some things can attack your can attack you uh uh can attack your cerebral and then some things can attack your heart. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Right. So, so I think what he was trying to do was he was trying to. This project was more about the heart of it. You know what I'm saying? I, I want to uh, yeah. attack your heart. Then, then, then maybe necessarily have you like thinking. You know what I'm saying? Thinking about a lot. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, Let me ask you a tough question. Okay. <clears throat> as a as a as a Christian, as a Christian, how do you feel about? As a Christian, how do you how do you feel about this album? I mean, uh, I, I I don't know. It's cool with me. It's cool with me. You don't know. No, no, no. no. It's, it's cool. With, I mean, I mean, it's cool with me. I, I like, like, like. I would say, I would say, I haven't really heard. Even when he got the young guys up there, you know, the little babies and Dirks and uh, Five Year right, right, and right. all them up there, I still, I, I didn't really hear them say nothing that was that was like, bro, you, bro, you. you I, and not even like as a Christian, you should have that off the album. But not even like that, because I mean, I'm not even trying to like, you know, everybody got their own art and their own interpretation on, on why they do right, things. Right, no doubt. You know what no I'm doubt. saying? But uh, but I felt like I felt like everything was kind of in line with what what he was trying to do. It's it, it just like, for the most part, for the mo- yeah 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 for the most part. I mean, off the first listen, I haven't really dug into it and really listened to every word. Right. So it's off the first right. listen. But it, it, but it's like his last album was like it was like a gospel album. You know what I'm saying? So it was like different. absolutely. Yeah. I feel like this is a rap album. You know what I'm saying? Like this is a rap album. So it was like he got like a lot. Like of he, like, yeah, I don't think he can win best gospel album for this one. No, 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 no. This either wins rap album of the year. Yeah, yeah, or nothing. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Oh, but yeah, I didn't really hear anybody say any anything. You know what I'm saying? Too out of we're really out of line or whatever. I mean, even like West, even West Side Gun. He said something about he wasn't he talking about drugs or something. Yeah, he was like he he was like pretty much. Uh, I think he got a lot in there, but pretty much like he he got he got rid of the bricks right before like the cops came and like thank thank God or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So see, I'm I'm gonna cut y'all. I, I I like what he was doing. I like I like 
I like the first step that he took, and I like this step that he took. You know what I mean? Because I feel like it's kind of like um, it's kind of. I mean, this is a, a over. This is an overstep. It's kind of like uh, the the Christ going out. You know what I mean? The Christ going out to the secular land and like bringing them in. You feel what I'm saying? You know what I mean? It, and it, 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 it reminds, it, it's like, it's like, I feel like he could have stayed away from that crowd. I feel like he could have stayed away, but I feel like him going to get them and bringing them into the album. And you, and it's so crazy because you can't even see how they switched up their raps for the album. You, you get what I'm saying? You know, it, it it's, it's like what they usually will rap about. It's like, okay, let me go ahead and let me go ahead and write. Like I haven't said nothing about God through two albums, but I'm gonna say something about God on this joint. You know what I mean? And 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 I, and I think that's a and I think that's a uh, that's a I think that's a that's a good way to do it. I think there's a, there's a very good well, way. To well, do well, it. well, I, I mean, I mean that that's always that's all. See, that, that's the hit or miss. That's a hit or miss. That's a fight because. Right. Because it's not saying like I, I to me to be honest, I think it's actually much different than like Christ going out and like you know what I'm saying, going to, going with the people, you know what I'm saying, like, you know, talking to the thief and the, the prostitute and all this. I, right. I, I feel like it's, it's it, I feel like it's different than that. Because and this is okay. and, and this is the conversation and this this is this is the conversation we we've been having for years. Right, right, <laughs> yeah. Even when you talk about Bill Cosby, you know what I'm saying. Right. And I always, always, always take this back to. I always take this conversation to Bill Cosby. Okay, and and not saying that Kanye did this on Donda or whatever. You know what I'm saying. Like I said, first listen, yeah, right, I ain't right. got no problem with Donda. Right, but okay. So if you take Bill Cosby, right, people look at Bill Cosby now. Mm-hmm. Or, or even some people who knew some things back back in the day, but they look at Bill Cosby and they say, "Okay, what has Bill Cosby done as far as his art?" Right? Bill Cosby right. always had clean comedy, never cursed. You know what right. I'm saying? He made a uh, 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 um, Fat Albert in uh, I think the picture book. Um, yeah, the picture book. I think is what it was called for for kids. Little Bill. Little Bill. Little Bill yep. for kids. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> And then when it comes to like you know what I'm saying the big hit it was the uh, the Huxables, which was a very clean image, you know what I'm saying show you know what I'm saying I, now I think he I think they even say he hired a like a, a psychologist to make sure that there was not one negative black image on his show, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Now whatever Bill Cosby was doing in his in his regular life, that's something different. You know what I'm saying? But the art that he wants to put put out there, he wants it to be clean because he wants he wants everybody to be able to uh um receive it. You know what I'm saying? So his art wasn't necessarily ref, re- reflecting maybe his personal life. His art was probably reflecting a life that he wants to put out there to the people. You see what I'm saying? And and I, and I think sometimes that's where we get misconstrued because we come up in the era of Tupac, where it's like 
good or bad, rain or shine, this is me. I'm putting it out to the people. Not even, not even, not, not even, not even, not even Tupac. I mean, you're right, Tupac, but not even Tupac. We with grew up in the era with, we grew in the era with hip hop. It's right. like, yo, if you got, if you, if you talking about all this stuff you got and you don't got it, no matter what you're trying to portray, we think of that as fake. You know what I mean? If you, if you saying that you go to church every day and that, and you beating and you beating women and stuff like that, you know what I mean? We be like, that's fake. You know what I mean? It's that's that's how hip, that's how hip hop, growing up in the hip hop world, made us think like, yo. So so like, I get what you're saying. I understand. I understand what you're saying, but it it it, it seems like that. We grew up in this other era where it was like, yo, if you rap about this and then you like this, is 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 whack. You know what I mean? Is is oh, oh okay. Uh, okay. For the most part, we grew that's what we grew up at. For the most part, right? So so yeah. so even if you take like if you take like uh self-destruction, right? The song self-destruction. Yeah, self yep. Yo, and a lot of young people listen to this God, this is way before you know, Come on, man. We ain't that old. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but if you take that right, okay, some of those rappers, some of those rappers might have not have always talked about the greatest things or whatever. But they knew, they knew that telling people not to self-destruct and to stay away from drugs and stay away from, you know what I'm saying, like a crime and stuff like that, they knew that was a, that's a great message. So you, you got certain things that can live on forever. I think Bill Cosby knew that like, yo, if I get up and do comedy about my personal life, that can't live on forever. Certain people ain't gonna want to hear it. Certain people ain't gonna ain't gonna. Uh, certain people are, are gonna be turned off by it. Um, uh, uh, um, uh, uh, if I if I do the Huxtable show and I got negative images or whatever, I'm gonna be embarrassed that I put out these negative images. You know what I'm saying? So 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 it's not that I'm being a fake person. It's just that when I do my art, I want my art to portray a life that maybe uh 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 I want my I want my art to portray my higher self. I haven't reached my higher self yet, but I want my art to portray that. You see what I'm saying? See, but uh, right, but you also know it's people out there. It's people out there also. It's people. It's people out there also that you know, like your. Higher self, your higher self is when you start. See, when you start saying, when you start putting your higher self up there, you got to come to grips with your higher self and the current life you live in. Yeah. So, you 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 feel you you feel you feel what I'm saying. Sometimes, so, so, sometimes you sometimes like. Yeah, it, it, it's it's a it's a it's a tricky situation, but but I, I think I think Kanye West, I think what Kanye West, I just liken it to the Christ going out amongst not because to me is it's to me you can play. I feel like you can always play amongst the church. The church can always now. Don't get me wrong; it, it's it's good. Sometimes, a lot of times, for the church to stay amongst the church, or for whatever the the Republicans to stay with the Republicans and the Democrats to stay with the Democrats, or whatever, or whatever type of thing you you want to say. But I feel like 
that it was good that it was good that he brought these younger guys onto a historical album. Let them be a part of it. And I think that they're going to leave with a piece of you know, some some kind of gospel. You know what I mean? I feel like it had to touch them in, 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 in some kind of way, which I think is a good thing, which I think is a good thing because he could have just stayed, he could have just stayed over here. He could have just stayed over here and not and not cross that aisle or never cross that aisle over again. You know what I mean? Or, or, I feel or, or, like- or, 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 or he could or he could have had them on his album fussing and cussing and talking about you know what I'm saying and talking about right. wild stuff and he he didn't do you know what I mean he didn't do either so right. so like I said yeah yeah to a, to a, so to a, to a, to, a, to an extent I I caught I caught a few I caught a few you might need to listen to it again but I, I like if you listen to people verses it's a little more it, it's so crazy because I thought it was I thought I heard some more reckless stuff during the the live events you know yeah, what I mean? yeah, well, but maybe he the locks but, ver- but you're right, right, right. And, but maybe he got rid of some of those, some of those things. You know what I mean? Because it, it, as like you said, first listen, I didn't really hear that much either. Like I, I did when I was listening to the the uh, live event one and two. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, because yeah, because I, I remember the locks verses. I was thinking like, okay, they, you know, what I'm saying they, they was the locks. You know what I mean? <laughs> like yeah, yeah, yep. Um, yep. Um, but but yeah, but like I say, overall, I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it a listen again. Overall. I thought it was a really good album. Um, let's do it again. You know what I'm saying? Uh, see what I feel. You know what I'm saying? As a Christian, I don't feel like he's done. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Nothing wrong. You know what I mean? I like a lot of them. Uh, a lot of the messages he got in the album, and uh, and yeah, yeah. That's my and Donda man. You think you think that's gonna be the album cover? Just black, or you think he gonna do? You think he gonna come back with something? I think he gonna come back with something. Uh, uh, yeah, he he already added because when we first listened to this morning. The baby, the baby wasn't even on the album. Then he right. added them. Then I, I refreshed it. The song was up there. I'm, I'm, I'm glad the baby was up there, man. Well, he, he said, he said, talk. he said on Instagram that uh, I saw, it. I yeah, saw, yeah, Universal manager. put the album out without his permission, and, and they put it out yeah. without the baby, uh, the song with the baby up there. So then they, I guess they re put it back out or whatever. So yeah, I think that was good. Man. Right. I think it's safe to say the baby is back. He was on Hot ninety seven. He was at the Boosie Bash, and now he on Kanye right. West album. So I think it's safe to say <clears throat> people moved on. Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, tell them what we got coming up. Man, we got Paris Denard coming up right now. We're gonna play some music, and I think we're gonna go ahead and play the, the Drive Time music right now because uh, DJ Airman he uh, put together a, a great mix. And then we're gonna, um, and then we're gonna go uh, to the Paris Denar interview. Paris, ninety eight point nine. Sunrise over the mountains on a nice morning light in Vegas. It reminded me that how weapons fall won't prosper, but still can't nobody break us. The bond too heavy, cause we all been through a lot. 
and it was all worth it to get what we got. Nothing happens by mistake, even the plates. Know the right time, homie, for the earth to quake. You were born for these moments, game winners from 40 feet. These are expectations that you could only meet. Crown fit for a king, but only if he humble. One nation under God says so subtle when you pledge allegiance, but it's only to the faith in my Lord. The family happy, the dog in the yard is green. It was brown when I moved in. Start to see the growth when you start to put the rules in. Put your foot down, spare the rods for the child who's a crook now. Too concerned about what the world say. Spilling your tea, you can't even finish your old gray. I am humble when I come to the father. My dream is way higher than the top of the sagrada. It's all still in progress. Each day is a building block. So many lies, I'm surprised why I'm still in shock. You better play at your own risk. My brother tone deaf and I ain't got time to go back and forth. I'd rather stick to my own list. Fake my own death. The NBA is canceled if you're looking for sports. Be happy. Okay, this is Seth Linus from KRSM 98.9. Uh, today we have a, a special guest, and, and, and we know you from seeing you on TV a lot of times going head-to-head with a lot of uh, um, you know heavy debates about several different topics. Uh, today we got Paris Denard on our show. Um, can you tell us, uh, tell our audience um, who you are and about yourself in your own words? Sure. Glad to be with all of you. My name is Paris Denard. I'm the Republican National Committee National Spokesperson and Director of Black Media Affairs. Uh, I have been in the political scene for uh, a very long time, starting out back in uh, 2000 when I was the youngest speaker at the Republican National Convention, uh, then moved on to uh, do other things such as work at the White House for President George W. Bush for four years in his second term. Uh, having played a role in President Trump's campaigns, plural, uh, as an official surrogate, uh, as well as being a paid commentator on CNN for several years, and then working uh, with the Republican National Committee in a a consultant capacity and then a full-time capacity uh, this cycle as the national spokesperson. Uh, Before that, I worked at a uh, HBCU, a historically black college university organization where I was the communica- communications director for several years uh, and have uh, worked very closely with the previous administration, the Trump administration, on HBCU issues, issues relating to the uh, black community, serving on Black Voices for Trump, uh, as well as being appointed by President Trump to the uh, White House uh, or the, the president's commission on White House fellowships. I was a commissioner there. So um, I have enjoyed my uh, time in politics and the Republican Party, uh, working primarily to advance uh, the issues related to the black community uh, within the party. Uh, But now in this expanded role as national spokesperson, I enjoy being able to speak on a whole host of different issues representing the Republican National Committee, working alongside our committee uh, chair, a woman, Ronna McDaniel. Thank you, thank, right. thank you, and that's a lot. We, 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 again, we appreciate you being on. We have a, we have a question for you. Um, 
Joe Biden has been the president around seven months. Since the Afghanistan pullout, some politicians are calling on him to resign. How do you rate his overall job? And how do you rate the Afghan, the, the pullout and, and, and the job he's doing in Afghanistan? Uh, Joe Biden gets an F all the way around, even before the Afghanistan crisis. Uh, there have been a series of instances or uh, where you can point to this administration. And I, I, let's be very clear, when they first came into office, they made it a point to call it the Biden-Harris administration. Right. When things get hot, when things get uh, bad, all of a sudden Harris wants to be away from this administration, but no, oh. they are one and the same, they're together. <laughs> so this Biden-Harris administration uh, gets an F. They get an F because in just, an, uh, just over seven months, you have seen nothing but uh, failed leadership and crisis after crisis, the economic crisis uh, in the land. Uh, the, remember, the first thing that they did was undo the Keystone Pipeline, and there are thousands right. of Americans who still have not recovered from that and did not get um, opportunities for more employment because of the cancellation of the Keystone Pipeline. So, so there's an economic crisis when you look at the the, the inflation that is happening in the mm. land. Uh, and that inflation, and I, I like to focus on food inflation in particular, because when you go to the grocery store, almost everything is more expensive. That is a middle class uh, tax increase uh, for you right now. Uh, there's an energy crisis. The cancellation of Keystone Pipeline, going to OPEC, ask them to pump more oil. Or, uh, and then when you look at the fact that gas prices are rising, we have an energy crisis in this country. When you have a president uh, and an administration and Democrats in Congress who are adversarial towards the energy sector. <laughs> Uh, with the Green Deal and other things like that. You have a crisis on the border, uh, and, the, and the border crisis, the humanitarian crisis because of sex trafficking, human trafficking, and mm-hmm. things that, those terrible things that are happening. But you also have a, a health crisis. We, we know over 7,000 people, illegal immigrants, came across this border that had COVID-19 infecting the United States, uh, endangering the lives of the first responders uh, the and everyone else that is there uh, processing those uh, persons that are coming over, uh, pouring over across our border. It's also a national security crisis. We know that there are people on the terrorist watch list that came across the border or, or tried to as, uh, as well. And that also is an economic issue as well because of resources being diverted away from Americans going towards illegal immigrants. Uh, so and then you have the issue of safety and security. Uh, with this defund the police movement, defund the police is not a hashtag. It's not a, a social experiment. It's not a movement that is a, in a philosophical in nature. It is outright actual implement, implemented policy that Democrats have placed uh, in cities and many urban cities across the country, leaving these cities, a lot of black communities, uh, unsafe and, and more susceptible to violence, crime and murder. And we have seen an uptick in those uh, areas uh, since the Biden-Harris team t- came to office and this Democrat pushed uh, defund the police movement has taken hold. And so across the board, by every index, uh, I would you look at that impacts the American people, uh, you see nothing but crisis. And now, obviously, with Afghanistan, uh, I think a lot of people in America, but on both sides of the political aisle, all walks of life, wanted the war there to end after 20 some odd years. So the, the, that's not the debate. The debate right. is not whether or not we should have ended this war. The debate is about the way in which this administration was either ho- just, just not prepared to deal with the exit, number one, and two, the way that we exited or uh, exiting uh, Afghanistan, leaving it to the hands of the Taliban leaving just enormous caches of weapons and, 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 
and intelligence information. Uh, there's a essentially gave a kill list to the Taliban saying, here's a, a list right. of Americans that are at Afghanistan, uh, residents who are trying to get out. I mean, all across the board, when you look at how Afghanistan's exit was handled and the lack of strategy and, ex- and, and, and planning that went into getting people out there uh, shows that they were just not prepared and still don't have a plan. And right. that's, the, that's the other scary thing is that it is evident that they still don't have a plan. When today, right now, State Department officials are putting out information telling people not to come to the checkpoints to get into the Kabul, uh, the Kabul right. airport. And yet, President Biden has said that the August 31st deadline is going to remain. That's just in a couple of days. And we still have people that need to get out. So, and we just had a terrorist attack that killed 13 Americans. And we know that they're still plotting and planning to do more. So yeah. how, that, that just doesn't add, doesn't add up. Right. But your grandma can look at that and say, this don't make sense. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> to get on a plane to get out, but you can't get to the airport. So then how are you supposed to get the people out? Right. But then there's right. a terrorist attack that, that, that is, that's preventing people to get there. But the deadline is the 31st, and yet you don't want to move the deadline or do anything to fix it. And yet there was another airport that had two runways and was probably more able to be more secure, and yet you let that one go, and now we're stuck here with this airport now, which is under siege. It doesn't make sense, and it is shocking. And this is the last point. It is shocking how unprepared this administration is. Biden claimed to be ready to take office, take the 3 a.m. phone call, years in the Senate Foreign Relations Committee, was allegedly there with all the major decisions that President Obama did for eight years and all of these things. And Kamala Harris said she's the last person in the room for every single decision that he's made and the last person in the room when it came to Afghanistan. And then you see all of the people, Susan Rice, who, who, as you remember, went mm-hmm. on the television talking about the anniversary of 9-11, the, the, yep. the big as the attack was a spontaneous reaction to a random YouTube video. This are the pe- these are the people. These aren't people that the defense secretary served in Afghanistan, Austin, Millie, and all these other people. Uh, they are not novices. They are just new to this, uh, the idea of being uh, in government service. They have years of experience. But the question is, is that you are those are those years of experience uh, valid and applicable? And are they uh, an indicator of leadership and, 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 and an indicator of being able to get things done? I would tell you absolutely not. And I think the American people are seeing that. That's why there's polling that shows that Biden's uh, handling of, of Afghanistan has taken a, a dip in his approval. And the, and the impact of what he's doing uh, across the country is not having a positive impact on his polling numbers. I got a follow up question. So, OK, so I'm, we're seeing reports of a lot of refugees also boarding this plane. What What, what is going on? Why, why can't we get our people out of there? Why do we have so many Afghan refugees on these planes? And I would think you would fill it up with Americans, right? Like, like what is going on there? Well, that's a very good question when it comes to priorities. And I think that this administration has shown uh, what their priorities are. Um, There was a a fundraiser or a rally or political event that was supposed to be had for Governor Gavin Newsom in California that was on the books 
for both the president and the vice president to attend. It wasn't immediately taken off the moment Afghanistan became a problem. Uh, I mean, they, they, they don't just put things on the president, on the vice president and the president's calendar within minutes and say, oh, hey, this is Gavin Newsom. Can you come and, and do an event for me out here for my recall election? Absolutely. Let's, let's do it in right. three hours. It doesn't work that way. These things are planned well into advance. And so the idea that they, they didn't immediately cancel all political events like this for Gavin Newsom tells you where their priorities are. And thus, right. back to your original question as to why Americans are not the priority, the question then is, why weren't Americans the priority well before this? If you knew right. the deadline was August 31st, why weren't you trying to get every American yeah. out of there first? Number two, why weren't you trying to get all of the equipment and the military uh, weapons and the cash and all the other things that we have why weren't you trying to get that out of there exactly. that the American taxpayers paid for uh, immediately? And mm -hmm. then after you saw the Taliban take control of Afghanistan, why then was it not the priority to get every American out of there and, and work with every and, and use every resource you had? It is about the priorities. And this is why we always talk about with President Trump, we had this America first agenda. Yeah. The America first agenda simply means putting the interests of the American people first, economically, socially, right. politically, you know, uh, and, and when it comes to say from a safety and security standpoint and, and, inter and in the international community, we know we had President Trump hold NATO accountable. He said, why is it? Why are you all not paying your fair share? And the American people are on the dot paying well more than we should. If we are yep. going to be in NATO together and you expect us to help you and defend you and keep you safe, then you need to pay your fair share. And if you don't, we're out. And you know what they did? They paid their fair share. Right. And that's what leadership does. But that is part of the America first agenda. And so when you get to Biden Harris, you have to ask yourself, why does it seem as if they're not prioritizing the American people? First. Now, you look at the border situation and you're not surprised there because they weren't putting Americans first there. They were right. immigrants. The vast amount of money and resources that have gone into making sure that illegal immigrants have food, water, shelter, uh, are able to be taught, have education, access to, to medicines and vaccines. The question is, is it smart policy to do that when there are so many American citizens right. yep. that should be benefiting from these resources that need these goods and services, especially in a time of a global pandemic? Yep. And so you have to ask these Democrats and you have to ask this administration, why does it seem that on almost every turn, the American people legal american citizens are not at the forefront of the things that are happening wow yeah absolutely and just to piggyback off of that is is like i know our uh, governor tim walls he wrote a letter to joe biden saying that he would welcome uh, a lot of uh, Af uh afghanistan immigrants but when i see like the homelessness in minneapolis because i live right in minneapolis it's almost like, man, we got to take care of our people here before we even start thinking about, right. you know what I'm saying, anybody else. Um, but, Look, but I, I, Yeah, I, I just want to say one thing. The Afghan translators and those people who helped us 
fight for freedom for 20 years deserve uh, not to be left behind. Absolutely. So I, I I am not saying, and then the Republican Party is not saying that we should not help those people. What right. we are saying is that if you're going to have that much time and attention and resources and energy for people who are not American citizens, it begs the question for those American citizens, why are you not prioritizing us locally right. uh, with these Democrats that are in charge? Why are you not doing things that that empower us to make us safe? Right. You know, when you talk about the safety and, and, and uh, of people overseas, let's look at the safety of those people here in the United States who are uh, susceptible because of defunding of the police and these mm. movements that aren't helping. When you look at, yeah, you want to fight for the the the, the 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 things that are happening overseas, which are are honorable, but at the same time, there are, are American citizens here who are suffering because of these Democrat Biden Harris right. administration policies. Yep. Hello, listeners. This is Seth Linus from the Let's Argue with Prince Carlton Morning Show. I just want to thank you for listening and supporting our podcast. If you want to support more, you can head over to anchor.fm backslash let's argue now backslash support. And you can give us a monthly contribution of 99 cent, $4.99, or $9.99. Your support will go towards more consistent content and informative interviews in the future. Thank you. Uh, uh, absolutely. All right. So um, some cities such as uh, New York and corporations such as Delta are really attacking the livelihood of the unvaccinated and they are uh, putting a lot of pressure on them. And uh, so we know around 70 percent of black people are unvaccinated in this country. Um, do you feel the attacks on uh, medical freedom uh, are racist? And, and what can the GOP uh, do about it if that's their stance? Well, I think the Republican Party is one that has always stood for freedom and for personal responsibility. Uh, And so when it comes to the decisions that people make, um, whether it's economic uh, decisions, we don't want the federal government uh, imposing things on us to tell us what to do with our money, to tell us how to spend it, to tell us how to use it, to tell us how to save it. Uh, This is is why Republicans have uh, favored um, allowing the American people to decide what they want to do with the money that they earn themselves. Yeah. Uh, when you look mm-hmm. at things from a health standpoint, I think it's the same in terms of, uh, you know, there used to be something called HIPAA where people were concerned about right. uh, our laws and <laughs> that came to uh, health issues. And it was because you didn't want it to be weaponized against you. If you had, let's just say cancer, or if you had HIV, or if you had, a, a pre con, pre-existing condition. Uh, you didn't want to be penalized because of those things. That's why in the healthcare debate, Republicans always said, we're not going to get rid of pre-existing conditions. President Trump was very adamant about that because there was, a, you didn't want it to be used against you. You don't want your health uh, to, if you have sickle cell, which, which hurts a lot of black Americans, you don't yep. want that to be used against you in employment or uh, advancing your career and whatever your career is. And so, when it comes to COVID-19 and the vaccine, I think it is wisdom to say, do your homework, talk to your medical professionals. If, you're, if your doctor feels that you are 
uh, a good candidate for having the vaccine because you have, I don't know, comorbidities or you are in an age group that uh, is more susceptible to having an even harsher or even deadly reaction to COVID-19, then and, and you're, you and your doctor determine that it's best for you to get the vaccine, then, then do that. But if you feel that it is something that is not right for you for a whole host of reasons, look, there are some, there are some people who have uh, medical conditions that that the CDC prevents them from getting autoimmune diseases that prevent them from getting the the vaccine. Either one, or they're all three of them. They preclude right. them from get from from getting the vaccine. So if the CDC is saying if you have an auto, certain autoimmune diseases that you cannot get the vaccine, then why are you then penalized? Right. By the same government these governments preventing you from living your lives. You know, so I think that this has to go down to freedom and it has to go down to people's personal responsibility to do what they feel is best for them. It's the same principle when it comes to uh, the economic impact of COVID-19 and these, uh, these, these small businesses and entrepreneurs. You know, they should be able to decide what, how they want to operate their business. Yes. Uh, and yep. the federal government shouldn't come in and say, you know, hey, church, you cannot operate. You can't sing or chant or pray mm, or, right. or, or open the door. You're not essential. Hey, small, hey, restaurant, you can only operate at this at this level of capacity. Well, if if why? <laughs> I mean, if if if, if, if w- let me decide what's best. But then they want right. to say, oh, but you also. Uh, have to have these certain requirements in order to open up your business. And so then if you, you do that, then that's more money, right? Right. And then yep. they want to tell you about employment. That's when you were trying to raise the minimum wage. Remember they were, when they were trying to do that? Yep. How are you going to force yep. them to raise yep. the minimum wage, but then you don't have the business to pay for those employees? But then right. but then the federal government comes in and says, we're going to put a, a bonus of up to $300 on top of unemployment so that the federal government is working against yeah, small businesses, entrepreneurs, yeah. yep. all yep. the while making it difficult for them to keep their business open because of these draconian COVID restrictions that yep. they place on you. And then they say, all right, if you live in New York and some of these other places that have this COVID vaccine car, they'll say, well, if you can't go to the restaurant, I, I don't care what the restaurant wants you to do. The entrepreneur who put the money into it, sweating tears <laughs> to keep it open. If you don't have the vaccine, you can't go to the restaurant. And mm. if there are a majority of, of, of minorities who are not getting the vaccine, but still are living and still have, and some may have gotten and said, here's the thing, some may have gotten COVID-19 and and and, and lived right. because right. I think I think it's like 90% of Americans or people who've gotten COVID have beat COVID and, and, yeah. and, and have survived it. And so let's just say whatever the number is of those, you know, if, if you have black people that if you had 100 black people, you know, let's say more than half of them, 70 of them have gotten COVID, recovered from it. The other people have not gotten, the rest of them have never gotten COVID but they still are healthy. They are still wearing masks. They're still being socially distant. They are still taking vitamins. They're still doing all those things. So the the question that becomes, why is the federal government or these local governments preventing you from going on with your life? Right. 
if the <laughs> business has no problem doing that, and if you are doing the things that you that they say will keep other people healthy, it just doesn't make sense. Right. And I think it, it, it goes, it lends itself to say, we need to have personal responsibility across the board and let people make the decisions what are best for their families, for their children, and for their businesses. And it, and it, and it does feel discriminatory against those people who choose not to be vaccinated either because they're healthy because they may have already gotten COVID and have the antibodies and are naturally immune or because of autoimmune diseases prevent them from getting the vaccine. But at the right. end of the day, we've got to have a, a real close re-examination of how we are uh, looking at the role of freedom Absolutely. and the, role of the federal government imposing its will on us uh, on, on a whole host of issues because of COVID-19. COVID-19 and the federal government has systemically changed the way we that this country is operating from a religious standpoint, from an economic yeah. standpoint, from a from a, a, a travel standpoint, yeah. from a health standpoint. And 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 so you know when you look at all these things, you have to say, you know, when you give away all these freedoms, are we able to get will we be able to get them back? Right. Exactly. Okay, so we got one more question for you today. Okay, so there are many blacks. I I mean, we all know this that vote Democrat almost every single time, no matter what's going on. We got to check that D. We got we got to go in in the booth and we got to check the D. What can the GOP do as far as outreach to get some of those voters? Because that's kind of what we try to. We try to do with our uh, our radio show because we're in Minneapolis, we're in Minnesota right now, and and it's liberal. Just this is a liberal state, a liberal city, and, and what we're trying to do is just get just get the word out to black people that it's it's another option out there, especially like in times like this. So, what can the GOP do as far as outreach uh, to get black voters? Well, I, we're, we're doing it, first of all, you know, in my role as the director of Black Media Affairs, we are engaging with Black outlets. So the first thing I would say, the GOP is actually just showing up and being present. If you get invited, um, I got invited to go on Fox Soul TV. Um, so I'm going to do that next week. Uh, I did okay. Black News Channel uh, yesterday, um, doing your, your program, your radio program uh, today. Uh, that That's important. Uh, yeah, that's right. what you have to show up not just on conservative black outlets but also on the ones that are traditionally more liberal outlets because if we feel that our policies are right if we feel that our we have the better candidates if we feel that our principles and our values align with the community and we know that the democrat party is failing the black community then we have to show up right we should show up and we are showing up i was able to hire a new black media affairs coordinator uh, Janiya Thomas uh, to to the team, bringing her on board to expand what we're doing uh, in our relationship right. with Black media. Um, and and the other thing is, you know, the chairwoman Ronna McDaniel made a two million dollar investment back in February to reopen these community centers and and the Black community. And so we reopened one in Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, we'll be opening up some in Georgia and Pennsylvania wow. uh, and other uh, target. Uh, states around the country well before the midterm, well before the president. Right, exactly. Yeah. To have a sustained presence 
um, in these communities. Uh, we are engaging with black media in terms of buying ads. We are um, doing interviews, but also when it comes from a political standpoint, I was just in North Carolina last week where I met with the North Carolina Black Conservative Group. And that is a, they have a podcast called the Urban Conservative. And, you know, they're, they're doing different things in that state because they know it's an important state. Stacey Abrams is setting up shop in North Carolina. She's trying to go there and infiltrate right. that state as well. And so, you know, it, it's, it's us being engaged in the media and showing up and being willing to show up uh, in the community when we get the invitation, if we can make it. Uh, and be there uh, and not be ashamed of our policy. And, then la- and the last point is this, it's not being afraid to be on the offensive when it comes to the things that we know to be true. Right, absolutely. Uh, I, 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 I ask your listeners to, to go online and see, because last time I checked, this hadn't happened, but I believe the Biden-Harris administration had still imposed uh, the restriction on making uh, insulin for seniors on Medicare Part uh, D, uh, $35. President Trump put in a rule change right. last year that was wildly praised by uh, the Diabetes Association and other minority organizations uh, because it was decreasing the cost of insulin uh, to $35 because right now it's well over $300 for those seniors on Medicare Part D. The Biden administration came in and and it, wait, let me just pause real quick. So on Afghanistan, they act as if they can't change. He couldn't change the deal that President Trump had made, the conditional agreement. Right. <laughs> so he acts as if, for some reason, he was unable. Like That's the one thing he just could not right. change. It, it, I saw everything too, exactly. else. Everything else. <laughs> right. They came in there immediately, changing. Cool. Yep, everything. Doing every, but when it yep. came to this, because it became a, it became a quagmire, Oh, we there was nothing we can do. I mean, yeah. we could not change anything. We couldn't oh, call anybody. Gosh. We couldn't hold anybody accountable. We could. Yep. President Trump had too much power, too much. Yep. We couldn't do anything. <laughs> but when it came to making sure that thirty-five dollars for insulin for all those those Black American seniors who are on Medicare Part D, they didn't have no problem changing that. Right. They stop to that. And so my point is raising things like that uh, with 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 people in our community. Ask them to do the homework on that. Ask them to look at the defund the police movement and how crime and violence and murders have gone up. Ask them to say, why has Black Lives Matter been so much so dormant? Where they go? Is, right. is everything solved? Why they're right. in Chicago? Why they're not in, <laughs> yeah. place in Minneapolis? There are many places where some of these communities are, are suing and saying, where's the money? Yeah. Raising right. yep. dollars on these yep. corporations and what went back... What, where are these community organizations who are on the ground who are actually doing the work to make sure that there's economic empowerment and that there's school choice opportunities? Why are these Democrats against school choice? You know, asking these questions, your show and other shows can do that. We have to be unafraid to take our message and ask those questions and hold these Democrats uh, uh, accountable and responsible. Absolutely. And I, I will end with this. Today, uh, it happens to be Saturday, the 28th, uh, which is the anniversary of the March on Washington for Jobs and Freedom that happened in 1963. I went back and read uh, Dr. King's remarks that day and the flyer. And it's interesting that, that this, this, this march was essentially about jobs. Right. It was essentially about freedom. But there was one point 
that he talked about the founding fathers and the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution and how he said it was for uh, everybody and that it yep. was it was it included black men and black women, uh, black and white men. Right. You know, Dr. King acknowledged in that speech back then that the Declaration of Independence actually did include and the Constitution was talking about freedoms and these rights for black people. Right. And I bring that up because this issue of critical race theory and how the Democrats are trying to weaponize this issue and divide us. I challenge people, go back and read Dr. King's words. He knew that our founding of our country was not racist. He knew that black people were included in in those founding documents. He was also a realist and understood that there were things that were happening that that we weren't experiencing the fullness of right. freedom and opportunity. Right. And that's what they were fighting for. And that's what we continue to fight for and push for. But right. it wasn't that this was a racist country with racist founders and racist documents. Dr. King right. said it himself. And so yep. we have to go back and, and challenge these Democrats and how they try to control and change the mindset of, of our young people and of our and of our people who are not uh, as as well versed on the facts about the things that are happening behind critical race theory and their movement in this in the Black Lives Matter movement, the organization that is really right. very I think very poisonous to our community. And so I just think we have to be on the offensive, stay uh, willing to be accessible. And, 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 and the Republican National Committee is committed to doing that. We did it last cycle. We're going to continue to do it. And uh, I hope this is the beginning of more conversations with not just myself, with other, you know, uh, leaders within our party on your show. And, and it's just showing up and being present and highlighting right. the differences, highlighting the hypocrisy, highlighting the, 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 the complete BS that the Democrats are putting out there and how they are hurting our community. That's the ultimate thing. Right. They're not helping, they're not empowering, their policies are actually hurting. And, and and it's having a negative impact on our community especially. And we have to be willing to call it out there and then and make sure that Republicans are talking about these issues as well and not afraid right. to talk about it, not afraid to show up. And I, and I think more of us are, are doing that. I'm, I'm encouraged by where we are. I'm encouraged by our party and the, the leadership that our party is presenting in terms of black engagement. Thank you. Right. Thank you very much. We appreciate you. Thank we support you. what you're doing. We're behind you. And we appreciate you again for coming on. I, I know everybody will love this conversation. Well, fa- fantastic. And I hope this is not the last time. I hope to be on again. And and be sure if you all are on Twitter, add me on Twitter or, or yep. tag us on Twitter at Paris Denard so I can share it on social and right. on other platforms and making sure that we put this out there because, you know, I want people to to also uh, be listening and paying attention to the stuff that you all are doing as well, because you are right. foot soldiers in this in this in this battle to really uh, take our country back. And I and I and I and I mean that take our country right. back. For, for exactly. Our because yep. we're, we are suffering. Uh, under the hands Definitely. of these Democrats, and it, it's not good for our community at all. And we've got to take the country back and get back to a place where we're, when we put Americans first. And when we talk about putting an America first agenda, that is that is inclusive of uh, the black community. Remember, President Trump had that Black Economic Empowerment Plan. Yeah, right. 
uh, Biden or, 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 or Vice President Harris talking about about that. You know, we've got to get back to to the basics and doing things that are empowering and uplifting and having policies, conservative policies that are not putting in place uh, hindrances to parents to educate yeah. their children to entrepreneurs to become and have their own sense of the American dream and for communities to be safe and, and secure. Right. And so we got to do that. All right. Thank, thank you very we, much. We'll we definitely uh, ask to have you back yeah. on pretty soon. So yeah, yeah. yeah we <laughs> exactly. appreciate you uh, coming on. And, and others too. And others too. Absolutely. We'll make sure we, we get other people, other voices on your show too. You guys are going to yes. really appreciate you. Thank you All very right. much. Thank you. Thank you. Days are coming where he will make a new covenant And you put in all your stock in U.S. government Clintons, Bushes, Obamas and Trumps Smallpox, chickenpox, measles and mumps Sick with multiple personalities, meet the clumps A world that gives endorsements to how high he jumps Athlete, athlete, run like the wind Politician, politician, you just pretend Church boy, church boy, contend you to sin There's a list of excuses if it seems they're catching wind Like God knows my heart and nobody's perfect Satan's granted access to heaven for the verdict I'm up here spitting verses While he's spitting curses And I'm sidetracked as this cop car reverses Does he have a chokehold for me? I'm getting nervous Or is he going to fight real crime and be of service? I'm hoping that my words can be a seed of change But I get the same results Am I clinically insane? Something catapult me over this mountain range My sins for his righteousness Now that's an odd exchange But if the Lord said it Then I'm all in People can cry much easier than they can change James Baldwin His soul lovers love and craze But it gets nothing Gas face to poker face Jokers keep bluffing You told me you would always shine But you keep puffing Maybe you just another job Turkey with the stuffing Cranberry sauce and sweet potato pie If you don't know the truth Then you quit to tell a lie Remember when big cuz made Bayside cries My sister's a college grad But I'm Bayside wise You planted so many seeds And while some may have died And others incarcerated Cause the state had tried Neighborhood handshakes on the black hand side Humbling experiences tend to erase pride You can't hitchhike to heaven Need a ticket to ride You got a book full of directions You won't read that guide If you don't have the appetite How you gonna come to the feast? You wait too long, you gonna be lost In shadows of the beast